late night session. It's 8 p.m. West Coast time. Kids are in bed, hopefully. And we're here for coaching. So raise your hand if you want to come on. I don't like being in the business of pulling people on who don't want to come up. So just raise your hand or type into the chat box if you want to come on for coaching. Otherwise, give me um, give me a topic. Otherwise, I'm going to do some intro to model stuff as my backup plan. I'll give you a second if you want to come on to coach. Welcome new Room 1 members. We are a year old now. Um, so that's pretty awesome. All right, so I'm going to change your name. Why is my name in Thursday? Hello, Thursday. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. What's going on? So let's talk a little bit about money, but from like a different perspective, I guess. So... I grew up poor and um, in my household, money was always like about control, which is odd when you don't have any. Um, and so obviously as a surgeon, we make a lot of money comparatively um, or just, I mean, objectively, we make a lot of money. And so now that I have it, um, I find it really hard to enjoy it. Um, so even like a little example would be if I buy a pair of shoes, um, let's say I spend $100 on a pair of shoes and they don't fit, I will spend just like hours berating myself over spending the money, over the shoes, over why did I even want shoes. So, yeah. What are, what are your th thoughts? Of, so like to... Um to back up for people, you know, just for people who are listening, a really awesome thing to do is just called the thought download, where it's kind of like, and in the case of a big topic like money, it's like all the things you think about money, right? Because it's like, there's probably some really ingrained thoughts and teachings in there that explain why you then, like when you contradict those underlying beliefs, it's just like so rough. So. Money's about control. What, what other thoughts about money come up? You don't waste, yeah, you don't waste money. Don't like waste you it. don't, you don't spend it because that's wasting it. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts about, or what are the thoughts, just like, just to help like pull out ideas. What are your thoughts about like enough money? <laughs> Never enough money. Yeah, no such thing. What about, uh, is money easy or is money hard? Ooh, money's hard. Money's, hard. money's very difficult to get and, um, but very easy to lose. Yep. Okay. Easy to lose. Um, the, oh, what, what are your thoughts about people who have money? That they were that they didn't help anybody, that they like had this money and they were just wasting it. And um, yeah, that they didn't help anybody. Okay. 
the people with money are yeah like selfish i don't that sounds so silly <laughs> no it's a bit it's like it's this subconscious stuff though right it's like our, right. the rules that we never ever look at which is the whole point of what the coaching is is like it's just awareness of like wow no wonder why i beat myself up right because i've got all of these rules we call them rules thoughts whatever we want to call them but like these like facts um that may or may not be true but they certainly feel very real to you so what what else about money any other any other thoughts maybe that you just shouldn't have debt like of any kind that you should never owe anybody anything okay debt is bad don't owe anybody what if you make oh. a purchase? What if you make a purchase and like it didn't go well? What if you made a mistake? Yeah, that's yeah. Then you're stupid. stupid. Yeah, that was definitely. So if you make a mistake or you make a purchase and it didn't go how you thought it was going to go, then you're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think about people who don't have money? See, I think that's more like circumstantial, like maybe they like didn't have the opportunity or um, it's like more societal or yeah, it, it, it's mostly pos mostly positive, more um, that it was like a circumstance that led them to not having money as opposed to like personal decision. Good to know though, right? Because the people who don't have money, it's not their fault, but the people who have money are selfish <laughs> yeah yeah that doesn't make much sense right? it, i mean it's and it's all just good to know right like oh these are this is where where i came from I, I mean i have to tell you as far as like jumping in the pool as they call it like i grew up very very poor too and was given like the the manual about money as well and the man have you heard of the manuals like we have manuals for other people and manuals for Money. Oh yeah, a life-changing concept. Yeah, yeah. So we have manuals for money, right? That, like our family was like, here's the book on how money goes. And we're like, okay. Well now now what do I do when money means different things because I pay more taxes than I made as a resident? Right. That is probably I, I literally say that I paid for a resident. Sometimes, you know, like a resident and a half. In taxes. In taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so which so tell me tell me about the recent scenario you made the you made a purchase yeah so i bought a pair of shoes um because yeah i know how to save like i know how to save i know how to restrict but i don't know how to like purchase intentionally so i bought a pair of shoes and they didn't fit when i got them but i kept them anyway thinking i really need a, this pair of shoes for work. And so, you know, as time went on, I couldn't even wear them at all. <laughs> and then I refused to buy another pair of shoes. And what were your, what were your thoughts about that scenario? The scenario is, is this the scenario is I bought shoes and they don't fit. Yeah. I would say that's like an accurate description. Like they, they physically do not fit my feet. Bought shoes. 
So what are you telling yourself about those that fact? That basically um, I was careless with my money that um, like I'm just gonna lose all my money if I continue to be careless. Um, that I can't buy, that I can't have, like that I can't buy things, that I don't enjoy spending money. Okay. So we're careless. You didn't enjoy the experience. No. no. Um, what are you making it mean about your skills with money? Yeah, that I'm like not making wise choices, that like I'm unwise, like me personally. Right, because it's your fault that you should know <laughs> what's up, how people should make their own shoes. Right. Not your fault, right? Different brands, different shoe molds. Um, okay, which one feels more true? Like that I'm feeling careless about this or that like I can't be trusted? What's coming up? Ooh, I think that I can't be trusted. That seems trusted. pretty true. I can't be trusted with money now that I have it. Can't be trusted. Um, so I thought this is a good model and I definitely want to go through it, but I'm just kind of like pulling pieces in the middle of it. Is there anybody that can be trusted with, with money? I don't mean to lead the question. I just mean like, in your opinion, who can be trusted with money? Mm, yeah, that's a whole other issue. Um, the, my family's pretty paranoid. Um, I'm starting to realize that's like an underlying theme in a lot of um, my upbringing is that like no one can be trusted. Like, yeah, you can't trust your family. You can't trust um, like they just don't have friends because they can't trust anybody. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe yeah, I, I couldn't specific about money. She's like, "Oh, money just happened to walk down the hallway when we were deciding we can't trust anything." Right. Right. And maybe there's is there anything specific about money that we can't trust, or is it more just kind of a, a global? It's more, yeah, it was more that like money was like power and control. And then like, we were trying to get it because we were trying to get like power and control. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, like you can't trust anything. <laughs> so. Yep. Okay, so so we can't be trusted. Um, how does that make you feel? Yeah, pretty insecure. Yeah. Um, when you feel insecure, what do you do? I have decision paralysis. Um, that's definitely my go-to mechanism is that when, like, when I know the beating's coming, I just stop making decisions. Yeah. Decision paralysis. Um, and then maybe just like being stuck there. Right. perseverating about like why right like I will literally not buy any shoes like it, it will be to the point where like I will go to clinic without without a matching pair of shoes rather than just buy another pair of shoes um 
That's what no shoes, no shoes that fit you have happened. Yeah. The old shoes are wearing out. You're right. Um, what else? What else are we doing or not doing because of insecurity? I, I think the real, like I said, the real point is I would like to like enjoy. I would like to enjoy my life. I would like to enjoy the gift that has been, you know, <laughs> that has been given. Society has and so I don't enjoy it. Who go inside other people well. Right. <laughs> this, I was reading the other day. It's like find a skill that it like that a lot of other people don't have, and like universally, that's re usually rewarded well in our society. It's like putting hands inside people. Not many people are allowed to do that. So we pay them. And something that I enjoy. It's like great. I like doing this. I'm trained to do this, and you want to pay me to do this. This is this is all good. <laughs> Not enjoying like what you have. Not enjoying right. what you have. That's good. Okay. So the result of the that you can't be trusted is that you're kind of stuck. You're not enjoying what you have. You don't you haven't moved forward with the shoes. Um I think the result is you're kind of stuck in this in this like limbo. You're not growing, right? You're not growing. Right. Nothing's really happening. Stuck. So, why do you? Why are you choosing to think this thought? Well, you know, I, I want to say that it's like the well-worn path as opposed to like the non-practice path. Because I was thinking about this today of. Um, I definitely like I want to be someone who enjoys more things and I want to be someone who has my own back regardless of like the situation like, regardless of the circumstance I want to have my own back that's the goal mm -hmm. and it feels so foreign because we have 35 years of the other thought and this like one year of practicing something new yeah that's of anything though right like speaking French like anything there's like it's just the thing new right like learning a new case or whatever it might be that's new like I don't, there might not be anything super unique about just learning a new skill and this is learning a new skill it's like of course it's hard yeah and i think i think that, that we shouldn't do it though right i think it's i need more practice like stepping beyond it as opposed to just saying like, nope, it just is what it is. It's never gonna change. And I'm always gonna be paranoid. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's a choice, right? It's all a choice. And just like seeing it, seeing it as like, well, I'm choosing to really hang on to this. And is that, it, is it serving me? Or is this thought yeah, not serving definitely me? Definitely not serving me. You don't have no. shoes in clinic. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. Get this shoes. But yeah, it, it, like, and that's what's so nice about kind of like pulling the spaghetti of the thought work is like, the only fact that we have is that you bought shoes and they didn't fit. It's like, that's a fact. The all, all the thoughts about it are completely optional. And so once we see and, and that just that st like step one, my thoughts are optional is a is a lot of work for a lot of people. And so sometimes we just work on that of like, other people would be like, 
oh, well, um, my cousin has slightly smaller feet than me. I'll give them to her. Oh, I'll return them. Zappos has free returns. I'm never buying that brand again because it's the brand, not me. Like, there's all these different thoughts, right? Like, so they're all optional. And then when you're like, oh, that's an optional thought, does it serve me or is this not serving me? Yeah, I like, I like that it could be optional. Sometimes the thoughts feel like predestined, totally. <laughs> like so severe, even if it's just about shoes, but it feels like, no, I'm, I'm not destined to always think this way. And I mean, it's good, again, it's good to know, right? It's like good to know of like, ah, I keep freaking choosing the beating myself up money scarcity thought. Isn't that curious? Boy, my family really taught me that. And, and are the facts of my life, that I have this much in the bank account, I've got this solid paycheck, I don't have shoes. Could I choose a different thought that serves me better in this scenario that I find myself in? I try to bridge thought of like, I have more than enough for today, which was like, try to bring it back to the present as opposed to being like, you know, what if tomorrow blah, blah, blah happens to be like, no, today I have more than enough for today. That's amazing. Does it feel true? It, that feels true because it's like, that's very true. Like I have enough to eat. I have a place to stay tonight. Like <laughs> I have a job today. Those are all true things. <laughs> so I have more than enough for today. And it's that like, you know, living in the past and living in the future that to bring it, like the, the fact that you picked a thought that serves you better and it's in the present, like, that's amazing. Because li living in the future and living in the past, like those things don't actually exist. Yeah. We, we, our brain is trying to tell us like, it might be scarce in the future, we have like no data to back that up. We have no yeah. idea what the future is going to be. And to be like in the, in the today of like today, I need some shoes that like are a little more waterproof than the ones I have right now <laughs> or whatever it might be <laughs> of like, today is the, the, the only day you actually know about right now. Right. And then the, kind of the bigger picture of like the self-love or having your own back is like you did something you get to practice having your own back about it yeah that one's harder the the having your own back is is definitely a harder deeper theme <laughs> Do you see that here though? Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. I, I mean, I think it's, it's so, it's, I mean, we almost catch ourselves, right? Like, well, if I do this new thing called self-love, that might not go well. Like we kind of have this, like, don't even try it, right? When really like, right. nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna even know that you're loving on yourself. <laughs> for you. I. Yeah, I think prior to this year, I had two thoughts that aren't serving me. One is that like somebody else should have like filled that void. So I think like I had a lot of anger of like so-and-so didn't love me, right? My parents or whatever. 
and then realized that that's a manual. <laughs> so that was good. And then the second one was this idea of like, I'm not lovable if I'm not producing something. So that's I, I, another. And I would say like, I always like to be like, is that you or is that society, you know, with all women? Like women are really valued by how they serve other people, right? Whether it's working for someone or you're their mom or you're their spouse. Like we all get labeled of like how we're serving other people. That's very true. And it's like, of course I'm trying to think about how I'm serving other people because that's how I see women get rewarded in society. Like, oh, she's the most amazing mom. Okay, well, am I an amazing mom? Like, it's always associated with somebody else. Instead of, like, you get to be completely lovable, 100%, just because you exist. Like, radical thought. Because it's, it's not how our society, like, tries to tell us to organize ourselves. Yeah, it's just got a, got a lot of work. <laughs> it's work worth doing, though. I don't know if learning French is in a year, but like loving yourself, it's incredible because it kind of, it can all come down to like, I made a decision and it's okay. My shoes didn't fit. Then you get to kind of move on with your life and be like, okay, what am I going to do about it? Because I, I wonder like, is this is this this can't be trusted is this truly about money or is this about like yourself in general yeah i think it's more a general theme mm -hmm. i mean we come by it pretty honestly right like we uh, we learn how to be surgeons we shouldn't like we shouldn't be trusted with people for a very long time in our job but i think we kind of then take that in of like Anybody else wanting to tell me that this is okay right now? Because I don't know. Yeah, that was definitely a like a surgical theme of um, it always felt like I was very hyper aware of they're giving us so much responsibility. I felt like before maybe we should have gotten it. Maybe they knew what yeah. they were doing. Maybe. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, I was uh, I was flipping this over before I started. So this is where I left off my last time I was coaching was self-love. <laughs> it's a uni universal theme. But yeah, the I mean, the radical thought of like, you just get to decide right now today. That like the most important person that should love you is you. And then it, it, once that kind of locks in, it doesn't actually matter as much what other people are doing. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I can even like on the minimal <laughs> progress I've made there, like I can see the difference in like, as I give myself more grace, like I have a lot more grace to extend to others. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's a very I mean nice benefit. I was doing since I started coaching. It was um, I was I'm pretty harsh on on team members, 
like I'll, I'll be pretty snappy at my nurses and I'm like that's because I'm really hard on myself like that's where it comes from not that they really did anything wrong and I'm like once I figured out that it was actually like the truths out in the universe are always like reflections of us right and I'm like oh I'm hard on them because I'm hard on me and when I backed off on me I backed off on them And I don't know who felt this is true, but as I backed off, I think the fear was always like, oh, there's going to be like a compromise in care or something, right? But I found the opposite to be true. I felt like everybody was better. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like the secret nobody tells anybody. It's like once I backed off on what I thought patients should do, like the interactions got better. I'm like, Versus, like, would I just come across as this person who didn't care? Instead, I was like, no, you have the power. I'm here for you. And then they're like, ah, you're amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, we start, stop trying to, like, I think it's change everybody around us, right? It's like, we stop trying to change everybody around us, and we just change ourselves. The world actually does change. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's trippy, though, because we just think we should change the world. <laughs> we just change ourselves. The, the surgeon motto, change everything, <laughs> control everything. Totally. And I think the other thing, somebody was asking, there was like a coach who was coaching, like they were going to go coach surgeons at their at their thing. And they were like, what, what are common like thought errors that surgeons have? So we we're all like listing like the surgeon specific thought errors. Black and white thinking, like all or nothing, right? Always like this, everywhere. We, like we're not great at like seeing the nuances of like, or it, or we could decide to like money, or we could decide to love her. Like we're like that flexibility in like thinking of like no, it's always this way. I think that's another universal surgeon ism. Yeah, I like your facty thoughts. That's definitely. <laughs> I'm like, is this a true fact or is this just a facty thought? Yeah. And at least for me, like, you'll find you get better at it, right? Like, you'll get better at seeing the thoughts and then you just switch to the opposite of it and be like, how is that also true? Is that also true sometimes? And then you're like, yeah, yes. There it is. Right? Like, some people love money. What do they love about it? I don't know. <laughs> right? Now we, have to, now we have to find those people so we can ask them. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, it, going back to the money is like, can you change the view of what money is? Right? Is money just a tool? What if it's just a tool that people can use? And it doesn't actually mean anything about anybody just a tool yeah I like to think of it as more universal like if like is is there it's like it's only what you say it is kind of deal which is I mean I guess it's true of anything it's only what you say it is um for example like it's only worth what somebody's willing to like exchange for it so, 
I think about this a lot when we buy like new stuff. Like right now, if you buy a new car, it's $30,000, right? And then in a year, it's 20,000. And if the market changes, it's a $5,000 car. <laughs> but it's the same car. <laughs> totally yeah if i mean that that money can just be a tool of like exchange of like ah you you might have a lot of tools now right does that make you better or worse no it's just i have a lot more tools now yeah what do i want to do with those tools The good news, I think, with surgeons who are money scarce is that they won't end up with zero dollars. Because, I mean, I think there's a lot of us. I think there's a lot of us who, like, you know, came from mon a lot of money scarcity. And, I, and then I think it can go either way. It's either, like, you don't know how to hang on to it or you hang on to it so much you don't know how to spend it. Yeah. And I think okay. both of those results can come from money scarcity of, like, you know, like the people, they just keep spending, like they don't have an earnings problem. They have a spending problem mm -hmm. because they never knew what it was like to hang on to money. And these people never knew what it was like to hang on to money, but this person has it and this person doesn't. Again, it's just like their thoughts about it. Yeah. And I, I guess it doesn't really matter if I spend it or not. It's just that I like, whatever I choose to do, I just want to enjoy <laughs> more of life and, and not it doesn't really matter what boat I'm in. I just don't want it to be a discontent boat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, enjoying it, that's just up to you. That's just a thought, right? Shoes that cost X dollars. I should enjoy these. But if they're the wrong size, like, they hurt. They do. You're not going to enjoy hurty shoes. You'd be like, no, oh, well. That brand does not know the size seven that I need. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Any other any other money thoughts you want to chew on? Or I don't want to take up anybody else's. Yeah, is there anybody else who wants to talk? Or scarcity, I'll ask. Um, Attendees, raise your hand if we want to make room for you to come on to coach, because we definitely have time for more than one. There we go. Okay, cool. Um, all right, Thursday, I'll probably let you go so we could get another surgeon in here. Sounds good. That was a lot of good Thanks. topics. Thank you. Get some nice shoes. <laughs> and love yourself. Here's your challenge. You, you have money for shoes. The challenge is loving yourself through the whole experience. All right. <laughs> You're like, I'll think about that. I'll think about that thought. All right. Have a good night. You too. making you a panelist.
say cheer. Hi. How are you? Good. Nice to see you on this evening. Mm -hmm. like evening. Yeah. It's actually kind of late for me, but I was up, so excited to hop on. Nice. Awesome. What's going on? Um, well, first of all, a Thursday, like solidarity, I'm with you on that. Like I have money scarcity issues too, so <laughs> I get it. It's common. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Common. Um, but I am, I, I can tell I'm doing better that, with this than I would have before this journey for sure. And so I've been celebrating that because it's definitely working, but still feeling all the feels because I had a patient who I diagnosed with a benign tumor back in February. And we talked about how it needs to come out because there's a 10% chance that it can turn into cancer. And, but he wanted to wait until November because he had a really busy work season and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. And it turned into cancer and just feel bad. And I think I've done a good job this time around of not blaming myself because that definitely would have been one of the first things I would have done. Um, yeah, I feel bad, so. This is, I, I think this is the point where like, we wanna try to feel good all the time. Yeah. And it's like, Life's not good all the time. Right. It's shitty. And it's sad. Yeah, so I'm trying to sit with that. And you're right. I think I think we're taught to like suppress it and not be emotional about it. And we feel like weak if we are or something's wrong with us. <laughs> like I feel bad. He's young. You know, he's forty five. So Yeah. And it's I mean the other part is like us trying to control it all like I would right. have him care about that more than his busy work right but he, he didn't yeah yeah and that's where a little bit like the thoughts come up like well I didn't maybe I didn't make it's it's one of those things like hindsight like well maybe I should have made it sound more important than it did you know I'm putting that blame on myself maybe. but like but even though there's that yeah, there's no way to know. And even though there's that 10% risk, like I've been doing this for 15 years now and I've never had one actually transform. Right. Yeah. So you did exactly what you usually do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is like, nobody's taught how to feel feelings. Right. And That's what I think I'm really struggling with. Yeah. yeah. Like half of feelings just, they feel shitty. Right. I really like the, I really like the saying, I don't know who said it. They're like, nobody ever died from feeling their feelings, but right. people die all the time from trying not to feel their feelings. Right. Whether that's suicide or alcohol or overeating or overworking, whatever they try to do because they're, they don't want to feel all the ick. Right. And again nobody ever said our entire society just tells us to be happy all the time yeah and 
I think we're also taught to like suppress that side of us, you know, in medicine, which really doesn't make sense, you know. I'm a pretty empathetic person. And sometimes I feel even more like strange as a surgeon and being really empathetic. And not that we aren't, it's just that our training kind of makes us robots instead of people. It's ironic too, because it's like, who goes to medical school? The people who care about people. Right. Like exactly. You have to put that on your application, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> because the only people they take. Yeah. And then we're like, well, you made the wrong decision. Next. It's like, right. No, like you care about people. Right. And empathetic people are like, he's got family. Yeah. And you care about them too, you know, and it right. keeps it keeps building. Um. Have we talked about or have you heard about how feelings are vibrations in our body? Mm-mm, I don't think so. So so let's talk about feelings and, and just kind of feel feel the sadness. Is like, where do you, in your body, so thoughts are in our brain, feelings are, are responses in our bodies. That's how they think about it. And most of those responses are a vibration. And okay. So, and we don't have the words for this. You like you have to like practice at it because nobody's like, oh yeah, sadness. Usually my left chest feels feels pressure. People don't teach us how to do that. Yeah, you're getting into the like you're getting into like wooey like skeptical side of me. (laughs) Yep, yep. Stick with me. It's how you feel. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Neurosurgery textbook. Oh yeah, it's so like if it helps you at all, I am freaking not woo at all. Like, yeah. this was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go for the ride and see if it's useful. And if it's not useful, there you go. Right. Right. So like, yeah, oh yeah no, I'm not, I have like zero woo tattoos. So, um, but really like realizing, realizing, cause it, does it make sense that we're afraid of feeling bad things? Right. No, it doesn't. And does it make, does it make sense? Like, I, mean, I think people would argue like, yeah, I don't want to feel ick. And then I think people would say, like, I understand it won't kill me. Right. And so it's not actually that we're afraid of feeling the, the feeling. It's like we're just, we just don't want to be afraid. Right? It's like I'm afraid that I'm going to be sad. Like, yeah, or that it's going to, like, consume you or make you not want to do what you want to do. And so that's why you have to keep up the barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, or people are worried they're going to get stuck there. Right. Another common one. Like, what if I just get stuck and sad and it's never, ever happy again? Right. Yeah. And most people will say, like, it only builds and stuck there when you resist it, resist it, and you're not processing it. Right. And so, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't make some of this not woo. (laughs) No, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm It's like not a physical law. I'm open minded. I'm just not. Like, it takes me a while to get those things because yeah. it's a totally new, like, pathway for me. No, totally. I literally started feeling my feelings, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Like, this is, I was, I did not come into this, honestly. Um, but so, you, so, yeah, it's really the, like, fear of those negative emotions. Mm-hmm. It's, like, feeling sadness, that's how we process it and, like, it'll move through our body and, and then it goes away. Yeah. And I, I think a little bit of it's, I mean, a lot of it's conditioning. It is, we're already talking about that, but especially as women, 
like especially women trying to be in a man's field like being too emotional is just frowned upon totally and I, I mean i think that's why like this safe space is like you're not at the hospital you're not talking to somebody who controls your paycheck you're not talking to like a nurse who might think you're do you don't act like the dudes like right. it's really a safe space of like eh, this is kind of where you get to come for like the poop yeah right or the woo or whatever it is but it's like there there's there's no appropriate way to do this i, I guess mm -hmm. that's why we don't feel we don't know how to feel our feelings right but like it really hit home to me when they were like nobody died nobody dies from feeling their feelings right they just die from trying to not feel it I'm trying like, to not feel them absolutely and, like, and i think that's where a lot of burnout comes in like you just keep piling the sadness in a backpack like I don't want to deal with it I don't want to deal with it and then it just gets so freaking heavy yeah and it gets really tempty to, tempting to just drop it and do something else totally yeah yeah because it's a really hard job mm -hmm. um, so what do you think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you a little woo just to see like how far you want to go with it sure yeah and then you just tell me when you're done okay um, okay so if you just like take a deep breath and kind of like get kind of quiet and like where is this where is the sadness in your body almost feels like it's in my throat is it, is it big or is it little mm. medium <laughs> what's it doing right now feels tight okay is it going anywhere else Uh, now at the moment, I feel better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a vibration, like the emotions, emotions are a vibration in our body. Yeah. And like how people will, they'll talk you through it is like, where is it now? And where is it now? Mm -hmm. And you just kind of just keep paying attention to it. And then it might just be gone. And then it might just be gone. Because I feel like it's kind of, maybe still there a little, but a little heaviness in my chest still. But I don't feel that bad anymore at the moment. Yeah. It's just paying attention to it and being mm -hmm. like, okay, what this is, is it's a, is a tightness in my throat. I feel a little bit of heaviness in my chest. And like, being able to pay attention to that body sensation and then literally the sensations will go away. Mm -hmm. And then the, and then the human says, Whoa, I feel a little bit better. Yeah. I stop dropping into my body is definitely a newer concept for me that, and I know that's what like, like meditation, mindfulness, yoga, all that. I mean, yeah, it's a challenge. Oh yeah. It's a total challenge. Like, yeah. Our society says our brain is not attached to our body. Right. People get insulted when people say it's all in your head. When it's like, your brain runs the ship, man. It's all attached. Right. Um, but I mean, I only say that to be like, I literally, one of the reasons, it let, like, I'm like, I can't do this because people will think I'm this super woo-woo-y person. And I'm like, no, no, no. I am a full-on skeptic, but this shit works. Right. Yeah. 
for, for, for I'm like, uh, I, I had a, I had a science undergrad. <laughs> like, <laughs> in that. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and I think actually feeling feelings with somebody else or like somebody who knows how to like, just be like, Hey, where is it? What's it doing? Where's it going? And like, can just kind of hold space for that is so powerful into like, Oh, that was sadness. And now it's, I processed it. Yeah. That's helpful. I also teach my husband. Right? Uh, my husband would be like, whoa, that's way too woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, you're, if your husband's open to it, like, it works. Probably not. My best friend would be. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't teach people how to feel their feelings. We just right. try to, like, and, you know, like, friend versus, you know, a coach who can feel feelings is like, your friend just wants to make you happy. Right. right. Your friend just wants to be like, you did everything you could. That was his decision. Yes. 10% is 10%. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is like, sometimes it's just sad. Just, just be sad. Right. Yeah. You're right. That is the difference. And sometimes it's annoying when someone just tries to talk you out of it. <laughs> right? I mean, we all want to feel better. Right. right? And I do that to other people, so I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then, like, you know, and, and I think people use, like, the coaching and the model, not against themselves, but they're like, give me a happy thought, right? Right. Man, man has cancer. I saw him last February. Give me a happy thought. And right. Like, we want to be sad about sad things, right? We want to be sad at a, we don't, you know, we don't want to be happy at a funeral. Like, there's just, right. like, appropriate things to feel crappy feelings for. Yeah. And that's totally okay. And yeah. the, sad, the sadness might come back. It's not like I'm like, I just did pixie dust shit on you and like, it's going <laughs> to come back. I'm like, it, it's, it'll come back. You'll have the right. thoughts, you'll think of him, like the sadness will come back. Mm -hmm. And, but the more you like process it, the more you'll be like, you'll be able to move on. Yeah, that makes sense. Instead of like, I shouldn't, I should, I should be, or like, you should yourself, like, I should be over this by now. Right. Like, no, you still have some processing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the shoulds, we've had that discussion lots of times. I'm a big shitter, <laughs> but, but instead of the shoulds, like, oh, there it is again. Yeah. Okay. Feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Feel it. But yeah, like you, and you'll get the more you practice feeling the feelings in your body, like it, it actually does become easier. Mm -hmm. I was being coached the other day and I was like, whoa, there's something in my left chest right now. And that is, feels like pressure. And I was like, I did not even speak this language a year ago. Mm -hmm. it's, but it's like, you, you'll start noticing your body more because your body is like trying to tell you things. Yeah. It's crazy. It's probably yeah. not crazy. I just think it's crazy. Cause like I have a science background. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. When we did the anatomy dissection. I don't remember seeing the the feeling organ. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, and the brain's very disattached from this. The rest of all of this. This just like walks us to food. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, other thoughts about that? Um. No, I think that's that's just it. Like. Like I said, I think I, di I did a better job this time around of not sputtering in the thoughts, but I was still like 
what to do with these big emotions, you know, because we're conditioned to suppress them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the more you've done so much work already, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like people know, like, oh, I could, this is something I totally would have beat myself up about before. Right. That's to be celebrated because that doesn't, that doesn't help you be, you know, process the sadness. Right. And just kind of adds more like bricks to the backpack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, truly, I'm sorry. Like, it's shitty. And every single person who's a surgeon for any time past residency has shitty things happen to them. Right. Totally. And my partners, I wouldn't, I, I could never go to my partners and be like, I think I'm feeling anger. Can I process that? With you? <laughs> no, I could not either. <laughs> There's no way. They'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. But I, I mean, yeah. I think it's really, the more I do it and the more I see people do it, it's like, it's such important work. Because then you can just keep being the absolute best you for the next person. Right. And you're not carrying like that heavy backpack with you the whole time. Right. It's just like the wisdom part that you want to bring with. Yeah. Yeah, it does help a lot. Yeah, someone once told me, like, you can't drive a car looking backwards. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah. Totally. And it's like 10%, 10%. That means 90% of the time, right? Like, right. And to, and to keep, keep that carrying forward as well as the wisdom of the 10%. Right. And not just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that 10% with me the whole time. Like, right. Oh, this is probably a one-off. This may never happen to you again. Right. For this particular tumor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just be sad. Process it. It's the great. Fake, well, the fake happiness. Or the yeah. Buffering, right. Like the buffering of like, how come so many surgeons have like over drinking and overeating and overworking problems. Like, well, that's want to deal with like how freaking hard this job is. That's why I was still awake because I was buffering on Facebook, <laughs> and, I ran, and I ran across your <laughs> your Zoom. Great, turned out well. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I learned that like scrolling on social media, they they called that buffering too, and I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. There is actually nothing productive about this. Damn it. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. Anything oh, else? thanks. No, I think that's good. Thanks. We got you. Absolutely. All right, team. Happy December. We'll see you soon. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye.